Jessica, and this is Devak K Rambles, where a couple of friends review Korean dramas. And I'm back. I'm back from vacation. We're back from a small hiatus here, and I'm excited because for this episode, I am joined by Sammy, Sammy from Korean from Context on TikTok and the socials, and from the BL Buddies podcast. How are you, Sammy? What's up? I'm good. How are you? Good. Yeah, so we've been friendly for a while on TikTok. I, I love all of your TikToks. And um, I was like, oh, my God, Sammy would be such a great voice on a, a podcast episode. So I invited you on. You have actually you're actually a writer, first of all. Mm-hmm. And you have a couple love of books you. out that you're so graciously going to send me. But honestly, mm-hmm. if you haven't picked up some of her books there's two of them right now and she's working on more please do so they will help you learn korean as well which is an added bonus yes, yes. yeah but they're romance right like i'm not wrong in thinking yes they're, yeah. yes they're k-drama inspired so it was all <sighs> k-drama yes. inspired romances yep so how did you get into k-dramas really fast it's it's funny the simple answer is the try guys um <laughs> Eugene <laughs> didn't expect that answer whatsoever. <laughs> Eugene had made them all go to KCON in LA. Oh. And this was, I mean, way back. Like years and I'm years ago. Years ago. And he made them reenact a K drama scene. And I couldn't understand this scene. It made oh no God. sense to me. I was like, I need to understand where this is coming from. So I found the K drama, which was My Love from Another Star. Oh God. And <laughs> And I, I watched it. I found it on Drama Fever. R. Yeah, R. Drama oh Fever. my god! Yeah, <laughs> bro, you're hitting nerves. I know, I know. And so I binge watched it like in two days. And I went, I need more of this. I need everything that has ever come out. I want it all. And that was literally the beginning of the end for me. Wow, that is a fantastic story. I. <laughs> love the try guys they just had a, i mean not too long ago there was like this giant scandal but anyway oh yeah I remember. try guys is like a pillar of youtube and i can't believe mm-hmm. that they got that like eugene got you to watch a k-drop my yep. love from the star he which we reviewed me. earlier yeah because yeah. my love from the star is like a gateway holly wave drama mm-hmm. and it got you it, it hooked me, sucked me in, and I, and I was literally just trying to find the scene that they had reenacted. Mm-hmm. Like that was my only goal. Yeah. And I think that scene was maybe in the eighth or ninth episode, and I still binged. I, I was like, nope, I want the rest. I need to know what what happens. To these what people. happens to the and, alien in the movie star? Exactly. Oh my god, I'm. You know what? That was probably the top answer that I've had. <laughs> From yes. asking this question every time, I'd be like, wow, glad you're here. Really excited <laughs> to too. cover uh, the drama that we're going to cover, which is The Heirs slash Inheritors. And uh, <laughs> before we get into it, if this is your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. If you like us, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That goes such a long way for people to discover the podcast, just like you. And come check us out on social media to stay up to date on everything that I do. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Debak Pod. 
And lastly, if you're a fan, please consider becoming a patron. It's such a great way for you to get involved and show your support. And you can check out the page on patreon.com slash alwayscriticpod. And thank you to our patrons, Curtis, Bale, Cindy, CD, Grace, Alana, Lorna, and Mohammed. Love you guys. And without further ado, we're going to get started on this non-spoiler section. I'm going to go ahead and read off the Asian Wiki synopsis, which I actually like cobbled together with the, my drama list synopsis because they were both like incoherent. So Tends you know about it. Also. You know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here goes. The heirs depicts the friendships, rivalries, and love lives of young rich heirs led by Kim Tan and his girl named, and a girl named Chan Sang. Kim Tan is the heir to Empire Group who has been sent to study abroad in the U.S. In reality, it's a form of exile as his elder half-brother back home schemes to take over the family business. While in the States, Kim Tan meets Chan Sang who arrived from Korea in search of her older sister. He feels himself falling for her and never realizing that she's the daughter of his family's housekeeper. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, so this drama aired from October to December 2013. I was there. Where's my little sign, this little badge that says, like, I was there? Because <laughs> I watched it uh, pretty much as it was airing or close to when it was finishing airing it is 20 episodes long it's co-directed by two directors Kang Xinhyo who you might know him as the director of Tale of the Nine-Tailed both the 2020 Tale of the Nine-Tailed and the 1938 which is just starting to air right now at the time of this recording and I know have you watched Tale of the Nine-Tailed I haven't but my cousin has been trying to convince me to I I think I might not have to I might have to do it. Okay, so here's the thing. I have, like, no desire to watch Tale of the Nine-Tailed. I have no... There's nothing making me watch it. I have no sense of urgency. People are like, yeah. I can't wait for 1930. I'm like, that's great, great. I, yeah. I have I think, no... I think, I unfortunately, know. I've seen the spoilers. So, like, oh. I, I know the things that happen. So, like, it's kind of pointless for me to watch now yeah. because I... I see the the things and I'm just like, no, I don't want to be, I don't need trauma right now. (laughs) I don't need trauma. (laughs) Yeah. So there's that. And then uh, Ayers was also co-directed by Bu Sung Chol. He's directed Ghost Doctor, Mask, and My Girlfriend is a Kumio from 2010, among others. Of course, I think this is the star of the behind the scenes team. Ayers was written by by Kim Eun-suk. The Kim Eun-suk from so many other dramas. She's written the Lovers series from the early 2000s, which is Lovers, Lovers in Prague, and Lovers in Paris. She's written Secret Garden, Gentleman's Dignity, Descendants of the Sun, Guardian, <laughs> The Great and Lonely God. Oh my gosh. AKA Goblin. She's written Mr. Sunshine. She's written The King, Eternal Monarch, also with Lee Min-ho. She's written, obviously... And most importantly, and recently, The Glory Parts 1 and 2, which just kind of swept at the Beksong Awards and got nominated a lot. So that's Kim eun Uh Have you watched other Kim Eun-suk dramas? I Sam? have. Yeah. I um, I loved The King Eternal Monarch because I love Wu Oh, Wu has such I, a great he, part. Yeah. He stole that entire series from me. You know I literally only watched it for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I loved 
uh, Luminho. I've always been like a, like a low key Luminho fan. At first, I was like high key, like I love Luminho. I'll watch anything he's in. Now I'm like I'm like a you know lesser stockholder of Luminho <laughs> like stocks. And you sold your shares. Yeah, like I sold some shares. You know, I'm mm-hmm. it's very casual. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Luminho's coming out with a new drama, big deal. And it had Kim Goen in it. And I was like, oh, my God, I love Kim. I have no more sh- more stocks in Kim Goen yeah. than I do in Lee Mano yeah. at this point. So I watched it and I was befuddled 100 percent of the time. And I'm <laughs> a person who loves time travel, loves fantasy, mm-hmm. will, you know, give anything a shot and watched it and was like this is a mess like i can't even deal oh, yeah. with this yeah it was a hot Muda mess Wan was the only reason oh yeah to, like, oh yeah enjoy it at all yeah so i completely agree but i, mean, I did love goblin yes goblin. It, like that was chef's, chef's kiss. kiss i sob sob no matter how many times i watch that show I will cry. Yeah. Guaranteed. No, no, no. Every time. Somewhere inside, he's disappearing in front of Kim Go-un, and she's doing those, like, guttural, like, sobs. I'm like, I'm a wreck. Like, I can't really deal with it. I can hear it it right now, and I just... Oh, God. It's perfect. So, we've covered a lot of Kim Eun-suk on the podcast. I think maybe you could say this is a low-key, like, Kim Eun-suk podcast. Because we've ended up covering Descendants of the Sun, Goblin, Mr. Sunshine, The Glory, and we're here wow. with it, the heirs after the fact. Um, that was not intentional for me to for us to review The Glory and then The Heirs, but it's fine. We're here. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess uh, we should move on to the cast, which this stars Lee Min Ho as Kim Tan. I mean, he's been in everything, like not everything, but he's been in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal favorite is City Hunter. I don't know if you have a favorite like Lee Min Ho property. I don't. This was actually my, f- well, excluding the King Eternal Monarch, this is the only Lee Min Ho K drama I've watched. I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm genuinely shocked. <laughs> so, wow. Oh my God. What am I yeah. going to do? Okay, so how do I put this? <laughs> I picture the year is like 2011, and um, I watched Boys Over Flowers as like my second K drama ever, and mm-hmm. I'm like smitten head over heels for Lee Min Ho, and I watched uh, promptly watched Personal Taste and City Hunter, and then Faith came out not long after that, which now the year's 2012, and I was just like eating up. Lee Min Ho content. I love yeah. the man. I thought he could do no wrong. And I remember it was like not long, like maybe a couple of years after I watched Faith, I was like, man, I love that show so much. I'm going to rewatch it. So I re- started rewatching it. I was like, this is a hot, this is terrible. I was like, why did I, that was not far removed from when I actually first watched Faith and when it aired. So yeah, it was, the come down was pretty hard from yeah. Lee Min Ho dramas. And I, like to, we can have a discussion on whether he's a great actor or whether he's a passable actor or whether he chooses yeah. his projects really well and like mm-hmm. what have you. But yeah, so there's a whole discussion to have, I guess, in a little bit about Lee Min Ho. But his co-star, Absolutely. yeah, his co-star is Pak Shin She plays Chan Song, and Pak Shin was like a staple of you know 2010s 
and late mm-hmm. 2000s K-drama. She was in Your Beautiful, Heartstrings, Flower Boy Next Door, Pinocchio, Doctors, the one I really loathe, Memories of the Alhambra, which is like a premium, amazing <sighs> concept that they just like squandered. Slaughtered. Oh my yeah. God. Oh, I'm so glad did you feel like the same that way. One. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, did not like it. And then I was like, I was so mad. <laughs> Memories of the Alhambra. I have not watched a Pakshine drama since. <laughs> okay. I skipped oh Sisyphus. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I skipped Sisyphus and she's coming out later this year with Dr. Slump. I was going to say, I never even heard that one. Yeah, no, I was like, I, when I saw that on the thing, I was like, well, good for her, I guess. Yeah. Because she went off and got married to Tejun. Oh. Tejun. Yeah. And then she had a child. She had a kid, right? Yeah, I was yeah. Say, she had a, yeah. So now she's a mother and like great. Mm-hmm. So happy for her. Good for her. I loved seeing the wedding photos and stuff. Really happy for her. But now she's back okay. working. And I'm like, girl, are you going to keep with the, you know, quality that you've been putting out lately or what? So, yeah. Yeah. But I like her movie stuff better. I don't know if you've seen some of her movies. She was. The- I saw her in um, My Annoying Brother. Yeah. And I sobbed. That movie. That movie is good. I, listen. Yeah. Korean movies are something Bro. else because Tell you me. think they're going one way. No, no. Left. There's a hard and left. And then. Turn. Boom! Ooh. You're you're sobbing uncontrollably. Like yeah. they they marketed that movie. They marketed My Annoying Brother as a comedy. Yes. So I went into it as a comedy, and by the end, I'm ugly Kim K crying. Like <laughs> it was so bad. It was so. I was like, you can't do this. Is not what I was expecting. Like it hits you. Can't you. Do this to me. Oh oh god! It yeah. was so good. I, I loved it. But man, was I not expecting that from that movie? Uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, I uh, I completely one hundred percent agree. If you haven't watched My Annoying Brother, definitely give it a shot. It's not she's not like the main. It's not her brother mm-hmm. or anything, but she's in it. She's great. I watch her in The Royal Taylor, which is a period piece. She was she played the queen. Great movie, Beauty Inside. Um, which is a great movie. They turned it into a K-drama. I heard mixed things about the K-drama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, hashtag Alive, which I was like, oh, girl, I see you. Like, this was actually a pretty good zombie movie. And she was good. She was really good in it. And then The Call. Have you seen The Call? No. no? I've heard of it, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> so oh, man. It was, it's a, um, how do I put it? Like she talks to a person from the like two two three years prior in the past through like a phone supernaturally, in they're oh. living in the same house, sort of like the lake house sort of deal. Or, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Except thriller, not romance, oh. and it's quite unbelievable. Wasn't like, there a movie? Wasn't there a movie like that? Not with the time past thing, but it had one of the Chris's. Like it was an American uh-huh, movie uh-huh. where he answered a phone call because she just dialed a random number and she was like kidnapped. This sounds he, so familiar. Chris, oh my God. The one who plays Captain America. Okay. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah. Yeah. He answers the phone and like has to save her. Okay. I don't, I don't know the name of it, I but yeah, the name of it. this isn't a new, but, like <laughs> Talking to someone from the past via some supernatural yeah. means mm-hmm. on a really uh, 
everyday device. It's not mm-hmm. like reinventing yeah. the re- the wheel here, but yeah. I think that oh, the yeah. the suspense and you didn't know where this where it was going to go, who was going to win. Um, mm-hmm. There's a serial killer obviously involved, <laughs> and it just Ooh, gets way okay. out of hand. So I liked her in that. I was pretty okay. impressed. I'll have to check it out then. Yeah, it's actually on Netflix. I think it might might be a Netflix original. But anyway, that's Pakshine. Uh, we have a couple supporting, and then we'll just get into general thoughts. So we have Kim Woo Bin supporting as Choi Young Do. He's the second male lead. Uh, yeah, this is one of his first roles. This is his breakout role, really. No one, he wasn't like a household name before this. It was this role that sort of put him on the map. And then he followed this up a few years later with Uncontrollably Fond which I don't know if you've seen that one with Bay Susie. Mm-hmm. You've seen it? Oh, my God. That one I definitely remember watching as it aired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On Drama and Fever. And crushed. And being crushed. Well, I just, it was like I got sidelined. I, like, I got just hammered. Oh, yeah. Like, there was no, I got T-boned, you know? Like, I didn't know it was coming. Literally. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, did not see it coming, and you're like, "Wait, what?" What? <laughs> and it was, and you're like, "It's uh, what just happened?" Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, what just happened? I know, I know. So he does that. Uh, then he gets diagnosed with um, cancer, and he's okay. off, like, getting treated and recovering from cancer for years, and mm-hmm. doesn't do much in his uh, career, and then now he's back. Right. Like he did our blues last year in 2022 and now he's doing Black Knight, which is a Netflix original mm-hmm. coming out like in a few weeks or something like soon. that. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say soon. Yeah. So that's Kim Woo Bin. And lastly, we have Kim Do Won. She plays Rachel Yu. She's the second female lead. One of the second. Fe- I don't even know. So <laughs> we'll talk about it, I guess. And yeah, again, one of her breakout roles this is like her breakout role and then a few years later she comes in with Descendants of the Sun which again is another uh, Kim Eun-suk project I guess she really liked the the writer and she came back for more she's been in Fight for My Way Arthdal Chronicles I don't want to talk about she's that she's been in a lot I didn't realize yeah, that yeah she's been in a bunch until I see I, the list yeah, like, oh, yeah 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 she's been in a lot My Liberation Notes I think is the big one from last year 2022 what do you feel like do you have any feelings about kim Won as an actress or anything yeah we're talking the airs i was like okay meh about yeah. her mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. did like her in descendants of the sun mm-hmm. but i felt her role was very similar in the like i'm being cold like absolutely so and even in love struck in the city oh really i haven't seen that one like oh she's very like (laughs) she had a fun loving attitude when i don't want to spoil it so like but she has this fun loving attitude in one like you know portion of it right but then she again becomes that very stoic i have no feelings person (sighs) okay i feel like they kind of they almost typecast her as the girl who doesn't show emotions but yeah, has as them. Rachel it's like she's basically playing a version mm-hmm. of Rachel in a lot of her yeah. projects it wasn't until I saw her in fight for my way in 2017 that I was like oh my god she can do something else and she's really yeah. good as this mm-hmm. other personality like actually 
trying something different, a totally yeah. different character. Mm-hmm. And then I wasn't impressed with her again until my liberation notes from last year where I was like, oh my God, yeah, this is like totally different from Rachel, right? Like this is, yeah. Rachel has like taken over much of her career ever since this year, 2013 with Ayers. So yeah. I think that's it. Like, we can talk about the rest of this really big cast uh, in a bit, but we're on the other side. Let me know. What were your thoughts on the airs? I, <laughs> you know, I was expect because I didn't watch it when it first came out. Mm-hmm. It never mm-hmm. caught my attention. And I think the main, the, the main reason was for me, I always tend to struggle with high school dramas yes because I I always am like these are not targeted towards me Mm -hmm. this is not going to be something that I am I'm going to enjoy simply for that fact and so I tend to not pick them and sometimes I end up being disappointed because then I'll watch them and be like oh why didn't I watch this (laughs) you know when it came out because it was it ended up like um extraordinary you I was like, it's a high school thing. It's not going to. And I ended up loving it because it made fun of the high school ones. Uh-huh. And, you know, that kind of thing. I like that. And I have to say, going into it at first, this show, The Airs, was a struggle. <laughs> it was a struggle. I even texted you that it yeah. was a struggle. I said, hey, girl, yeah. can we um can we push this back a little bit? Because yeah. it, it's rough out here. Like, it was... <laughs> It was rough that first episode. And then, you know, I got past that first episode. I'm like, okay, I, I get it. I can see why people were drawn to this show. I can, uh-huh. I can see why people were, you know, I loved it so much, at, like, in that 20. 20- but mm-hmm. it was also a very 2013 drama. Uh-huh. When watching it, I was like, oh, man, they haven't done this in years where, you know... <laughs> The, the three are standing in a triangle and she's just staring at both of them and the camera pans to all three like 15 times before boom cut scene mm-hmm. the episode is over like yeah. I hadn't seen that in so long mm-hmm. I was like oh man throwback and I <laughs> I sure enough I did I really did enjoy it more than I thought I was going to wow I did I did Oh my god. Okay. Wow, what a twist. Because I thought you were going to say I didn't like it was a struggle to get through it. Mm -hmm. And you know, I ended up not liking it. So I'm going to come in a little bit hot here. So so what happened with me was I watched it very near to December 2013 when it finished airing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe I watched it on Drama Fever. And I... R.I.P. 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 If you know, you know. And... um, I was excited. I knew that this was a really big deal that um, Lehman Ho was in another high school drama. And I, it, that was, it was like buzzing, right? Even though I wasn't on Reddit, I wasn't on Instagram, like I wasn't immersed okay. in the K-drama community like I am now. I knew that this was a huge deal, that people were watching, that this was popular. And I think that I was really blown away by the fact that they filmed like the first three episodes in California. That was a huge... Now we don't really mm-hmm. think so much about it. Yeah. But back then, that was a huge deal for them to send the entire production overseas and to film on location and have this different locale. We weren't in Seoul. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God. Like I was really riveted by those first three episodes and intrigued 
by um, this weird relationship that they were starting up. Um, basically, they're, she's a fish out of water and he's just this weird exile. He's an heir and all this stuff. And he's basically playing a version of Kuchumpyu from Boys Over Flowers, right? That character. And I was like, okay, I, I understand where this is going. Somewhere inside the next 18 episodes, I think I remember being annoyed <laughs> because oh, yeah. it was oh, yeah. treading water. Like the plot was wafer thin and it was treading water. Mm-hmm. For like episodes on end, and there was a lot of wallowing and crying, and I don't remember being as immersed necessarily in, like, the. I think I was more immersed in the drama, but I wasn't like crying. I wasn't like you know, strung mm-hmm. out over much of this yeah. drama, and I didn't remember a lot of it. So returning to it, I was like. Wow, they're filming in California. Like I started on the same like sort of cycle where I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, like they did this whole California bit. And I was like laughing at it's so bad. Like it's ridiculous. It's Mm -hmm. horrendous. Yep. Um, That's why I said it was. It's bad to get through that episode. (laughs) And um, I think I also I remember being really sort of surprised that her mother, uh, um, Chan Sang's mother, was mute like that was a huge deal to me back in the day I was like I've never seen a character with a disability like that and Mm -hmm. like they're doing sign language and stuff back and forth I was like this is amazing so I thought like in my limit this wasn't the term back then but like representation Mm -hmm. (laughs) was really Mm -hmm. sort of um a positive for me back in 2013 when I watched but uh, man, I couldn't, I couldn't really get into it this time around. There was very few moments where I was like, yo, this is really cooking right now. Like this oh, plot yeah. is really, like, you know, like it was, mm-hmm. the story's worn out. Um, everybody's unreasonable and <laughs> it's so unreasonable. Absolutely. Uh, I didn't like Chan Sang. I thought she had no personality. None. Not- None whatsoever. None whatsoever. Yet all these men were falling over their feet for her. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, I think maybe the reason I I enjoyed it the way I did, it wasn't necessary. It was not necessarily the plot. It was not the (laughs) acting or anything. I think it was that that idea of I was watching an old K-drama in a current mindset. Right. Okay. And and the things I enjoyed were things that I kind of was like, oh, my God, uh, like things that I used to make fun of in mm. K-dramas, like the back hugs, those like crazy back hugs where she would like lose her. Oh, my God. What are you doing? Get yeah, off yeah, me. You're yeah. giving me a hug right. in public. How dare. And like things like that, I think that was and like you said, the the ridiculousness of how unwilling to see people's perspectives on things and like just you couldn't go from like they would go from a to z and skip like all those letters in between and you were sitting there going but but there were other options right so many other (laughs) options why did you do this why like exactly like it was and like yeah I think that's the reason I enjoyed watching it because this was my first time and so it kind of was like this 
in a weird way, almost like a comfort of the old, ah, the old shows. Like yeah. it was like, oh man, I kind of miss this, but do I really miss this? Because the amount of times I rolled my eyes <laughs> while watching it, going, oh my god, really? Did he just say that? Oh yeah. my god, they really just, oh my yeah. god. But it it still made me enjoy it. Like I I right, I right. caught myself like I caught myself smiling uh-huh, and uh-huh. laughing at things that was just it was just that oh man to be back in 2013. Right. Yeah. That's ex- it's a time it's a time capsule for sure. Oh yeah. The mm-hmm. the show is painfully 2013, and the actors are from 2013. All their style is from there. The clothes, mm-hmm. the makeup, everything is sort of retro now like you think you look back on it and you're like oh man this is I used to wear my hair like this or I my sister had my hair had this haircut and it didn't seem weird back then like that wasn't Mm -hmm. what I noticed back in 2013 it was definitely I was definitely picking up more on the romance aspect and now I'm picking up on the lack of romance like this isn't this story isn't very romantic to me at all now Mm -mm. Mm -mm. right in fact it's like it's creepy it's uh, yes because yes. he just shows up everywhere. Like any time she is being inconvenienced, he's there. How? How? I, I don't Where? Know. When? What? <laughs> like what in the Edward Cullen are Yo! you doing in every location? That was literally that this girl is in. <sighs> that was literally. <laughs> Were you thinking? My, t- I have that in my notes that he's being such an Edward Cullen about the whole thing. And why, like, is this romance sweet or is it disturbing? I think it's like like, now I think it's disturbing that a hundred percent. But back then when I'd like, you know, Twilight was still popping back then. It was, it was the thing to be like this creepy stalker, essentially, (laughs) of the person you liked. Both of them. Both of them. Yes. Yes. Like she's just going about her day and he's finds her he's yep. there all the time everywhere i'm sorry they were in a street corner and he just shows up <laughs> what i can't even what? do that if i tried if i tried <laughs> For you know real. if i use all my powers and i'm like i think he's gonna be on this street corner be the wrong street corner soul is so yeah. freaking huge yeah exactly exactly yeah um <laughs> so lack of plot um a lot of pain and misery and manufactured angst and like an yes. overabundance of flashbacks and musical montages and just filler, so much filler. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, Tone Song is so annoying and indecisive. And I mean, there's nothing to latch onto there for her. I just don't understand why they even fell for her. I can and- maybe understand why she fell for Kim Tan. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can but the other it. way around, like, looking back at her I'm like I see nothing like there's nothing there and Um, I I hate to say it but she tends to play those characters and I and I really didn't I never liked her unfortunately because every drama I tended to watch of hers that's what she was Mm -hmm. she was this character who they tried to make you pity Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. made you like you they made you pity her yep and that's the reason that they should love her. Right. And it was she has weird. it real hard. Like, so. Yeah. She she got typecast into that character. And I know 
she did try and get out of it. And I think she's still trying to Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with like, you know, that Alhambra, um, you know, she tried to Uh get out of Uh that typecast. Yeah, she was typecast as like a Cinderella. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, but a boring Cinderella. And boring. Like at least Cindy had like, you know, some chops on her. She had, a you Mm -hmm. know, goals in life. She had friends, animal friends, whatever. Mm Um, you can make a play for Cinderella having way more personality than Pak Shanae in this freaking drama. She's literally, and again, like the Cinderella comparison is re- really runs deep in this drama because she's literally living in the maid's closet in this giant mansion that what might as well be a castle. And our pri- in this case, in this <laughs> drama, our prince, Charming, doesn't really care about being the prince, doesn't want the crown. If I had a nickel for every time they had a he who bears the crown like oh line in this. Yeah. Tr- oh, my God. Yeah. I could go to Chipotle on it. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's so I am kind of on the set. Like, I think you liked the sort of K-drama nostalgia of yeah. the yeah. show. But yeah, once you start looking at it, it's like a, it's like a Monet, like. You look at it up close and you're like, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, this is absolute. It's like awful. just what is happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. So I do want to say a few like positive things because I feel like the chemistry between Paxine and Lee Ho at times was okay or passable, sometimes mm-hmm. good. Um, I liked when they were bickering. Sometimes their bickering was pretty good. Like they were fast. Like they, yeah. the back and forth was fast. Remind me a little bit of Gilmore Girls, and the the writing was a little bit witty during those moments when they were like mm-hmm. just snapping back and forth at each other and having these sort of moments where they mm-hmm. were like understanding each other. Or she started flirting all of a sudden. He was like, "Oh my god, I like she's <laughs> flirting back with me." So it's those those were good parts. But pretty much anything outside of that, I was like, "Okay, oh my I god." Actually- I think I'm going to take the op, not the opposite, but I actually liked her and um, Wubin. Yes, let's talk I about really, it. I really, I loved their bickering <laughs> and their like yeah. hate, yeah. but not hate, like uh-huh. him trying to figure out what he's really feeling about her by like being that bully, mm-hmm. but then realizing he doesn't want to bully her, but it's this the is... only way. He knows how to show affection. Right. You know? This is so old and, school. An old school mentality. Yeah. Right. And no, like a lot is. of things are archaic in this. But the fact that yeah. the boys are using like straight up aggression to sort of woo her and mm-hmm. Kim Woo-bin, especially with his bullying, which I will Ugh. talk about that yes. in a minute. But mm-hmm. yeah. Him trying to like get her attention by being outright like snobbish and, and mean to her. Yeah. Yeah is like woefully outdated but yes later on you but sort of made, root for him i know i was rooting for him and i'm like there should be no reason this man is literally hundreds of red flags there's not a single green flag mm-hmm. yet i'm just sitting there going i want you to have her let him have her and it's <laughs> like you know like he would and i think it was like he would just like say random things that i would be like oh that's so cute like oh that's like you know like i remember him like he, he was sitting in the coffee shop and she's like, are you here to just like, you know, annoy me or whatever? And he just uh-huh. says, no, I was feeling lonely. Uh-huh. And I like just he... like my heart 
Uh-huh. My he heart starts was like, telling the truth <laughs> to her. Yes. And I, I, I think I was, like you said, I was rooting for him by the end of it. I was like, screw you, Minnow. I'm, I'm going with this guy. <laughs> like, he's so whiny. Like, both of them are really whiny. But by the end, who has his head on more straight? It's Kimmel Bin's character mm-hmm. in actuality. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you sort of root for him. You feel bad for him. As soon as his hair starts to deflate and it goes down into like the Bieber cut, you're like, oh, maybe he's not so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even think of that until yes. you just said it. And I just went, oh, my God, you're right. Yeah. His hair just gets progressively floppier. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. But oh, speaking of hair. Pakshane's hair, like it doesn't matter what is happening to her. She could be working three part-time jobs. She could be getting yelled at. She could be in the, it's snowing outside. It's cold as shit. The blowout was always immaculate. 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 Yeah, she looked amazing. (laughs) Always. Like he would pull her hair down from the ponytail. Where was that bump? Where was the ponytail bump? Where was the crease in her hair? Every no, woman out no, here is like, perfect I wa- hair. yeah, how yeah, did they do I need that? her hair. Yeah. I like, her how? Hair. How? Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, beautiful. Yeah. I was very jealous of the hair. Yeah. I noticed that right off. That was like, wow, that's unreasonable. But I yeah. really admire that. She's struggling. <laughs> she's struggling. Can't even afford a room, no. like an apartment. Yet her hair quaffed. Salon quality. Perfectly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's where all the money went. It went to the salon bills. You're right. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I have literally going back to, I just see it right now in my notes. He's always hiding by her next to her, eavesdropping and watching her sleep. Like he's such a creeper, very much an Edward character. That's direct quote from my notes. (laughs) This is why we're meant to, we were meant to do this together. This was a long time coming. Um, Yep. I think this is one of the last bastions or this era of K-drama is a different generation because we're still getting red flag male leads. And nowadays the trend is to have green flag male leads and Mm -hmm. you don't have these types of personality. You don't have these types of Edward Twilight (laughs) like things happening. And if yeah. you do, it's way more believable. It's way more connected and um, a little more communication for like, how did he end up on a street corner where she's at? And it's mm-hmm. like, well, they yeah. texted each other, whatever. Like they kind of mm-hmm. make it better. And yes. it was really jarring to go back to 2013 and see both of these guys who I'm like, at various points in the show, you're like, neither is better than the other, right? Like, clearly, even the second male lead, it's not until the last few episodes that you're like, wow, she should really rethink the Kim Tan thing because, you mm-hmm. know, this guy is actually very, very good. You know, mm-hmm. he's learning from his mistakes. He actually has a character arc. Kim Tan is largely the same beginning yeah. to the end of the show. Um, mm-hmm. That goes without saying for Pak Shin-hye's character because she has no arc whatsoever um (laughs) terrible none none um so yeah i uh the jealousy i couldn't get through like the jealousy bit of the red flag stuff so much much. and not even just like with those two but with um rachel like uh, you know they i mean everybody everybody 
in that series was jealous of everybody else in one way or another. Right, right. And I think the, the crazy thing was they constantly knew that. Mm. They knew that these other people were jealous of the others in like they yeah. all knew. Yeah. They all knew except for except for Park Shimmy. She didn't know. <laughs> she was oblivious to all this jealousy that was going on. Yeah. But everybody in that show was jealous right. of somebody. Yeah. And I was just I was you know that why? <laughs> why? 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 <laughs> just move just move on. I let's, let's get you past know, it. Talking about why, I also didn't understand the animosity between Kim Tan and Wubin's character, right? Like, I understood it. Like, after they do, like, the flashbacks of, like, oh, they had this falling out because of whatever. Mm -hmm. We won't say now because it's non-spoiler section. But, like, after that, I was like, yeah, so still not a good reason to, like, hate each other's guts. No. Yeah, it made – that didn't make any sense to me. Right. Like, to me, I – could understand indifference, right? Like, let's say your friend moves away suddenly and you had this crazy, f- weird falling out that happened and now you don't really know who they are, you haven't heard from them. I can mm-hmm. understand they just don't care about each other anymore. Like, they have nothing 100%. to do with each other. Not this... I, so I can understand that, not this active hate. That like that takes way more energy to hate someone than it just mm-hmm. does to not care. So... Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that probably if this was written today, they would go a little more in that route where it's like they they don't really have anything to do with each other. They're more in, mm-hmm. indifferent to each other. Yeah. And their arc as friends or frenemies would just be them either becoming enemies and then friends or just learning to be friends again mm-hmm. through all of these agree. like machinations that happen. Yes, 100%. So it's really odd to just like they come back and it's like there's the metal with like rock music every time they're in the same frame together and you're like mm-hmm. it's not it's so cheesy it's so dumb. like you yes you're telling us how to feel yes you're telling us mm-hmm. oh they don't like each other oh there's like <laughs> might be a fight yep. or whatever yep. i'm just like it, that's part of the high school dramas as well where they're kind of hand-holding the audience a lot Mm-hmm. And it was just so annoying. Like, I just was annoyed for large swaths of the show. <laughs> because, oh, yeah. I totally get it. Oh, God. I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. The possessiveness, <laughs> the jealousy, the, like, yeah. all the, the trimmings of it. But mm-hmm. um, what did you think of the OST? And then after this, we'll give our scores and get into the spoiler section. Love is the moment. Love <laughs> <laughs> like- is the moment. <laughs> exactly i you know it's so funny because i knew i knew it was from this show but i had like i said i had never watched the show so i never could appreciate it in all the like you know joking (laughs) tiktoks and like instagram things this is and and now yes yeah exactly (laughs) now it just like clicks so much more that i'm like you gotta appreciate it you gotta appreciate it. Yeah. I think in episode one when they're still in Cali and they like throw, they needle drop the first OST song and I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> my neck, the whiplash. Yeah. Yep. I still love this OST. I still think it's stupid and over yes. the top, but it's like 
pure K-drama OST goodness mm-hmm. and it's like pure yeah. fun. And it's I not trying to be I cool necessarily. No. Mm-mm. Like today I feel like OSTs are trying to be a little hip. more cool, hip. Yeah. Follow a specific genre. And this is like not yes. <laughs> not no. that at all. I think and I think the thing is like it's it brings like the, that that nostalgia back and it makes you even while we, you know, we've said that it's it has its cringy moments and like there's so many things <laughs> it is to cringe. not like about it. Yeah. It it puts us back into that moment when like oh man, remember when so-and-so yes. did this and that and, you know, it it brings you back into that K-drama and, like, the things you remembered that you liked. Oh, I agree completely. Oh, man. All right, so what would you give this drama out of five soju bottles, five being a really great, wonderful experience watching it? I'm actually going to go a little high, but not too high. Okay. I'm going to give it a 3-8. Aight. Aight. Okay. I'm going to... Because I feel like, like I said, it was very nostalgic. It made me weirdly miss the, like, (laughs) multiple red flags in K-drama men. Yeah. But also made me realize how much they've developed K-dramas since. Um, I I love Wubin. Like, he grew on me so much in that, like, show. And like you said, by the end of it, he was the one who was the most together. Right. You know, he he really was. And so I, there were a lot of things to like, but there were more things to, you know, kind of dislike. So <laughs> that's why it's over. It's over the halfway point, but it's, it's not four. Okay. So I'm going to give it a 2.5 because it was pr- almost unwatchable for large parts of the show. Some scenes are iconic and really good and some I think it did some things really well the OST is really good Lee Min Ho is I, I don't think we've said a, necessarily a bad thing about Lee Min Ho so far mm-hmm. I think he really carries the show not Pak Shine at all nope not <laughs> and at all no um and well I guess we'll talk about it more in spoiler section but mm-hmm. um a lot of positive things I like the the disability uh representation with the mute mom, which again, again, I was like so awestruck about that in 2013, watching it for the mm-hmm. first time, and uh, yeah, so 2.5 for like some good things, but mostly this is not my bag anymore, which is sad. Yeah, but yeah, and this is kind of why I wanted to do some of these older K dramas on this uh, season of the podcast because. So many people have I've come across have said like I don't watch pre twenty fifteen K dramas and I'm like twenty fifteen that's not that long yeah. ago like I just really kind of wanted to revisit some of these and maybe mm-hmm. like us talking about it will make someone want to watch the airs for themselves and see what we're talking about mm-hmm. and give some of these older K dramas some love because some people are like oh Lee Min Ho never seen like older Lee Min Ho stuff and like City Hunter and Boys Over Flowers I've just seen like a couple of things of his and it's really surprising to me Mm -hmm. because there's all of this work that's just not being seen anymore so yeah yeah, I am uh I'm glad we did this we're gonna jump into the spoiler section now right after this hey you wanna come in all right, we're on the other side of spoilers. So anything goes if you don't care to be spoiled about the airs and keep listening. And if you want to remain unspoiled, although I feel like we did 
veer into spoiler territory, but we didn't do that much damage in the non-spoiler section. Just stop, watch the show, come back, we'll be here. Okay. Where would you like to start first? Because I think we need to double back on the California episodes because... Okay, absolutely. Like, I mean, I was really into those in 2013. (laughs) And you have, like, you you enter in on this really moody 18-year-old Kim Tan, which yeah. in looking back on it, I'm like, there's no way that Lee Min Ho can pass for an 18-year-old. No, no. I, no. Like, that's a man, right? Not yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's that. And I had to, like, suspend reality. No, for, yeah. Because like, none of them looked like they were teenagers. <laughs> and, like... Uh, you know, Korean skincare, some of those, the, these people look way younger than they actually are, yeah. but I still couldn't believe that this 20 year old man was a high schooler. Like, no. So, and then, so we find out he's an unwanted, illegitimate child. His brother shipped him off to America in this weird exile thing. You don't even know, you don't really, really made understand. No made no sense. Yeah. The family dynamics, you don't really understand it, but you're like, okay, I guess we'll figure it out later. And yep. um, the scenes of him surfing. <laughs> so, fun, so fun fact. Uh, oh, God. Fun fact. Lee Mano actually learned how to surf, but is not a good swimmer, like doesn't really know how to swim. He said that in an interview that he was like, yeah, I think they asked him, like, who would you save and named two like co-stars? Yeah. Like in an in stupid, those are stupid interview questions. But he's yeah, like, yeah. I don't really swim. Like that was his answer was like, I don't really swim. So I'm like, okay, cool. So they got this wow. man to learn how to surf wow. just for this. And then what do we get? We get an outdoor beach shower scene right off the bat. Right off. You right got to sell us on it, you know? Yeah, no. You know? Um, and I thought he looked really good. Like even going back and rewatching, I was like, you know, oh, yeah. Lehman Ho like had something, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and 100%. his hundred percent. Okay, English, Lehman Ho speaking English, abysmal. And I know he's only supposed to be in California for like three years, but he has managed to get a whole plethora of friends, of friends, and mm-hmm. they all seem to understand his really bad English and I feel like if you're so immersed you probably get the hang of it a little faster than you know usual mm-hmm. and all the classes are in English you know what yeah. I'm saying like he's doing business yeah. in English mm-hmm. and he's still pretty rusty on mm-hmm. speaking English so I was like yeah. "Ooh, this is painful um why does the school look like a college instead of a high school Ex- yeah yeah so it's just all that I almost that you know what that I kind of suspended because the only reason was because I remember watching like the OC oh way back in early 2000s and stuff (laughs) I know I'm dating myself here but like you know their school very much looked like that but they were also in high school so I'm like maybe it's just like a California thing and Mm -hmm. not East Coast, we do not have campuses for high school. Okay, uh-uh. Uh-uh. never happened. <laughs> I got portables. Did you get portables for some of our high school? No. What's okay, that? that might be a Florida thing. Okay, so <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> so <laughs> these are like temporary, almost like trailers 
but they're not trailers. It's like um Oh yes, we did have something like okay, that. Okay, okay. And they were yes, like outdoors we and mm-hmm. you know. Yes. Yeah, you would that. have to run to them in the in the rain and stuff. Yes. Okay. Hitting yeah. trauma, but it's okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's, no, Sorry. no, it's fine. <laughs> we don't need to Do you want to unpack that right now? No, not right now. So, <laughs> maybe later. So, the best friend with the long blonde hair atrocious oh actor i don't know where oh they found this god man. Uh, he made me cringe Ugh. every time he came on the screen <laughs> i almost wish that i almost wish that um almond or whatever it was like bean, bean paste, powder yeah i wish that bean pa- pa- powder knocked him freaking out because <laughs> uh he was he thought it was drugs he, was so, he like took yeah. off with a giant bag of bean powder like a freaking idiot. How'd she get that through customs? Exactly. How did she get that through customs? Yeah. Like, what? What? No. 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 Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And it's like, I, I don't, oh God. Long story short, yeah. like so many like terrible moments so mm-hmm. far, but at least we're mm-hmm. in California, I guess. Um, we get Paxine, we get her intro. She's tired of being poor. She feels awful for wanting to get out of her home situation. She feels guilty for wanting independence from her mom, guilty that she wants a better life. And she's like, we never talk about this again, but like she's full on abandons her mom in Korea to go live with her sister in the States. That was why she landed. That was the intention of her landing in the States was now I'm going to live in the United States with my sister who's doing really well. Plot twist. The sister's doing terribly uh, she's working full time as a waitress in this weird, it looks like a f- regular, like beachside restaurant, but somehow she's yeah. getting sexually harassed every day. All the time. All everywhere. the time. Like it's not a yeah. Hooters or like a Twin Peaks sort of place. So I'm yeah. like, I don't yeah. even get this. So again, lots of questions here, especially cause they're in the States. So like the level of scrutiny is a little bit higher, I guess for us. Cause yeah. we're, yeah. we're from the States. Mm-hmm. Um, so she gets there. She, everything is like to shit like the sister is in this terrible violent abusive relationship with mm-hmm. this deadbeat dude and what looks like a crack house oh seriously it looks like a straight crack house. up crack house yes mm-hmm. and uh lehman ho like sees all the drama and he's like just in the middle like she's watching her sister get sexually harassed in the restaurant and she's doing a, like the pakshine lip biting chin quivering like thing is so i hate it like to this day i hate it i think that's ridiculous acting lip biting because she like is frustrated and like she can't like <laughs> express it any other way yeah. and uh lehman i was literally sipping coffee watching this yes, drama play i to say your tiktok of literally him just watching these two and just <laughs> like the kermit he's meme. like the kermit yes. interesting like not really uh, like not really being a human about it no at no all. totally just oh, wonder God. what that's about yeah like lee min ho couldn't have like i don't know what they were thinking with with that yeah. choice there's so yeah. many choices right but that's just one of them yes um <laughs> and then we get the bean powder chase scene through the beach uh, the friend hits this volleyball net at full speed and <laughs> falls down. And that's like their meet cute. Okay. Yes. Like it's Lee Min Ho, like running after his friend going like, that's not drugs. <laughs> and 
they end up at the hospital because the friend's allergic to beans, mm-hmm. evidently. Yeah. And uh, she's there and she's just like, what do I do? And they kind of like start their whole spiral relationship from there. Yeah. I don't really like that meet cute at all. No, no. Like that's not a good it, meet cute. No, not okay. at all. Not at all. Yeah. Um, we never circle back on the sister at all throughout the never. show. Never. I was going to say that. They literally bring her up. At the very I end. think when she gets back to Korea, her yeah. mom says that, oh, she called and um, yeah. she said, like, sorry. I'm s- what? Just okay. that's it. That's what no. you accept of this this entire. That's like a cold what? bitch right there. A cold yeah. bitch right there. Because she yeah. stole all the money that the mother had. Oh, uh, yeah. And fucks off, like doesn't tell them where she's going, what she's doing. Nope. And. Like that's it. You guys are gonna just have straight to straight up abandons with this. them, and you're yeah. like, "That's fine." No. What kind no of sister way. is that? And then they reference her. In the, I think in the last episode or so, where the mom was like, "Oh yeah, she texted me," and I was like, "Texted? Like the shots just keep coming? Like <laughs> not even a call? She texted to say she to say she was okay. She got a job. She's fine. Back on her feet. What? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah." You gotta pay us back for yeah, all the money you stole. Like, Hello, bruh, bruh. Yeah, so, I ugh, hated uh, that. Hated it. They make America look really good and really bad <laughs> and at like, the same time. Yeah, at the same time, the roving band of gangsters that like come upon. Oh my Hakshine god! When she's like, she's waiting for her sister I... by the crack house. Which, mm-hmm. what the fuck was she thinking? First of all. And, like, this roving band of gangsters, like, walks by on the sidewalk. And they start, like, talking about her. Like, they, like. Yeah. And she gets really scared and starts and hides. And then they have that, like, moment where Kim Tan, like, comes back driving yeah, down the street to pick her, her up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, my but God. But then that, follow, that follows up with the other two gangsters who show up at his house. What for is some that? reason. In Malibu. Why? In yeah, Malibu. Why? Yeah. Why were they there for him exactly? Like, I never under even stood that part, except for it was just a reason for him to grab her and run. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was like episode thing never made sense. Yeah, no, them running. And then, oh, my God. But the scene is so iconic, right? Like, to me, this is one of the big scenes of the show is them just like running to hand in hand like through California mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. running from Malibu to the Hollywood Walk of Fame which is like an hour yeah. drive yes on exactly. a good day mm-hmm. um nearly sent me over the edge because it's yeah. like one of those things where wow the Korean audience would just never get that this is yeah. dead wrong and you can't just yeah. run from Malibu to the Hollywood Walk of Fame yeah and then in up LA. to the Hollywood sign. And then near, like, yeah, they were in that, like, residential area near the hill. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, it's so painful. It's yeah. painful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she stays over at his uh, mansion in Malibu. Uh, he keeps, like, messing with her, like, scares her about, like, taking her kidneys and she, like, actually believes him, but then actually, like, why is he being such a dick? Because she has no passport in the States. Staying mm-hmm. over a stranger's house is definitely just came from a crack house in a bad yeah. part of town. And, like, 
He's like clearly, joking about yeah. the kidneys, taking her kidneys and yeah. stuff. And I'm she's like, she's clearly going through it. Wrong and move. He's just gonna like, <laughs> wrong move, bruh. <laughs> His flirting oh, was gosh. so questionable. Oh yeah. Um, but we do get the balcony stare. Like she wakes up in the morning and walks out onto this. That was uh, funny. Backyard, yeah. and he's up mm-hmm. on this balcony, staring down at her, as if she's an SAT question. Like, what is the look on his face? Like, I have no... But this is also iconic, no. like, this scene. And yeah. then she, like, sees him and has this, like, bashful look of, like, oh, yeah, sorry, I was just looking at this mass- majestic view out this million-dollar yeah. mansion that you yeah. have here. Yeah. Didn't mean to, to bother you here. Interrupt. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So, <laughs> I just can't with these California. But it's, I know. like, one thing I've yeah. learned. But, mm-hmm. um... Yeah, so the he's in class, I think, and yeah. she goes to school with him. They're talking about the most beautiful English word from a survey of non-English speakers, and the word is mother. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> because he's particularly jabbed. He's got a fractured relationship with his own mom, and you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, I get it. I get it. We're foreshadowing. It's foreshadowing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So anyway, uh the last iconic thing from the the California two things, the California mm-hmm. set of episodes is the do I like you line. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if you had heard that or seen that scene before. Like he turns to her and he's like, Do I, I like you? I, I don't think I've seen that prior <laughs> to watching it. Watching that in real time. I, I remember being like, <laughs> Oh my god, what? <laughs> I do remember just being like, wow, I don't get it. I don't understand yeah, why like, he's asking himself. Huh? Like, yeah, I, it's bizarre. Yeah. So there's that. And then the California t-shirts thing. Oh, my God. Where they had the couple t-shirts. Yeah, the I heart California. <laughs> yeah. Because they're eating. Oh, they're eating breakfast. And I remember she's like, I just want pancakes. I just want pancakes. They have pancakes and orange juice and all the mm-hmm. American movies and stuff. And yep. I'm like, girl, wherever you at is not where you're going to get the best of that. So no, you're not going to get that. <laughs> no. You are not going to get that. <laughs> because they're staying in like the Bates Motel or something. I mean, it's yeah. a moldy hotel in California. And they spend the night together. Nothing at all happens. Riddle me that. Like nothing Nope. At all of significance happens between them. Because it's a 2013 K-drama. So I was like, okay, cool. So I remember being a little bit upset back in 2013 that after this, we end up back in Korea. And we start a yeah. school drama. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. know back in 2013 that this was going to end up being a school drama. I could see that because it yeah. didn't really give that vibe. Right. Like, the first three episodes, first three you episodes. have no idea that yeah. they're going to end up like uniforms and all mm-hmm. in a school for the mm-hmm. large majority of the show. Yeah. Um, I do like the anticipation. You don't know when they're going to meet each other again. Yes. And she's in the house I already. Did. And then yeah. he's in the house. And he, and keeps, he keeps thinking there's like a ghost. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He's like, is there like a ghost here or whatever? And then he like realizes it's yeah. her. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, she goes to get his mom a bottle of wine. And she's in this dark courtyard area and she's using her phone mm-hmm. as a flashlight. And on her way back, he turns on all the courtyard lamps for her. 
And I was like, oh, so Alchemy of Souls is nowhere near the first drama to do this like sort of bit here because like lighting the way for yeah. like it's so many of it's a trope and I, I it's a it cliche is. It is. and um, I don't know this one was pretty good I, I didn't mind this one a lot I know they've also done yeah. it in Our Beloved Summer where you know every time she like leaves the house he like turns on the lights for her outside because it's dark oh. outside his house stuff like that is really yeah. cute um, yeah but then he creepily <laughs> follows that Watches up with her. same episode he does the turnaround thing and because she's on the phone with him and she's walking ahead of him in the oh courtyard. yeah 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 and he goes like turn around first of all he says look at the second floor because he put the dream catcher the, the in dream the window catcher. Mm-hmm. so fine then she's like free, like oh my god the dream catcher and then he says turn around and he's there and Obviously, that's the big reveal that he's the second son of the family. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I, I kind and of then understood. begins the stalking. <laughs> then begins the well, I mean, from then on, it's only stalking. <laughs> that's all it is. It's all it is. Do you think that this show made any progressive, like, comment on? elitism or the case system that's in the school or anything of that nature because I don't know if they did like at the end of the day they were like here it is yes obviously it's wrong but you know they're all rich and they all have a happy ending in the end so it's like yeah I sort of just benefit from the system and like yeah I think it it was kind of like yeah I think it was it was very much like it is what it is yeah this is this is life this is what it this is you're not going to change it right you're you'll never change it right um and you know you should just get get go quick and accept that Uh like just accept Uh that this is the way it is and it'll always be this way Mm -hmm. so yeah I don't think I think you know maybe in a sense the people watching got this sense Mm. of wow this is shitty like we shouldn't be doing this like Uh this is not how the world should work Mm -hmm. in in schools and outside of school and everything like that but like this is not how it should be um maybe we like can somehow fix that in the real world but in the show itself I don't think it really changed anything like she She didn't benefit from her boyfriend being, you know, whatever. In fact, it made her life way worse. <laughs> like, she was constantly bullied. She was constantly the, you know, in threat yeah. of everything and anything being thrown at her. Right. Um, it didn't... Her life did... I, I like, did not get any better. It just pro- <laughs> got progressively worse. Yeah. But yay, she's in love. Like, congrats. <laughs> We are in love. How do you hurt? <laughs> okay, sorry. Avril second there. Through that. I love um, that. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was kind of annoyed at the end of the day because they introduced all these big concepts that are the school has this crazy caste system. You know, the mm-hmm. elite people, the people at the top are the kids that are going to inherit a business. The second ones are the stocks. The third ones are the like high um honorable professions like judges and law firms ceos Mm -hmm. and like crap like that and i was like okay great so this is sort of like a reflection of their 
world, like the this top 1% world that they live in, this bubble. And mm-hmm. the kids don't just do this of their own accord. Like, they learn this. They learn to... Mm-hmm discriminate against each other like this and it all comes from their parents which we see like all of the parents and all of their mess as well oh yeah yeah so um but they don't offer any solutions right like they're not like we should change this you know Mm -hmm. some characters kind of go through the ringer because they end up lying to be in a higher um position in the school Mm-hmm. Like, they think she's a parvenu. They think, like, Chan Song is a yeah. a parvenu, whatever that is. New money. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. She I, yeah, I didn't understand poor. the parvenu phrase. I didn't get it yeah. either, but I was like, fine, whatever. And <laughs> this other girl also started to get bullied because um, her mom ran a brothel. It wasn't a brothel. Oh, the brothel. Yeah, um, a, a host like a club. Like host a, club. That's right. Yeah, it was a yeah. host club. And she was wildly successful, so I was like, damn. But um, that's not yeah, that honorable. Got, so yeah, she said they were mm-hmm. selling water bottles, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I bet you she was like, "What's something stupid enough that people will believe my family made tons of money off of, mm-hmm. and no one's gonna go fact checking?" Oh yeah, we make water bottles. <laughs> we yep. sell water bottles. Yep. Uh, so and at the end of the day, everyone was just like, kind of like, "Okay, they let these two slide." And that was it. Like, the system was the same. Mm-hmm. You know? Largely yeah, the same. It, yeah. It didn't change. Nobody got bullied in the hot seat. But that's because Kim Woo-bin's character, like, reformed himself. <laughs> and, yeah. like, that yeah. was that. Yeah. That, yeah, that's the only change was right. the hot seat was no longer that seat. Yeah. They took it the power out of the seat. seat to, yeah. They took the power out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, little changes. Maybe little changes, maybe I the, guess. The graduates of the next years changed it up even more, but oh, hopefully. Um, what did you think about the whole drama with Rachel and Kimubin's character possibly becoming siblings and their parents being engaged and then that having like a weird ripple effect on everyone around them and their relationship and like it was weird I think it was weird I think you know when I first started the show I was almost thinking that they were gonna end up together like a cruel intentions thing like they're yes, step siblings like, but like they have yeah. a thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. either that or like the the parents would end up not getting married yeah. and they would just like you know be the, right. like dating and right. whatnot. Um, I don't know why. I think because they were both such horrible people. Yeah. You know, I was sitting there going, these two are absolute trash, especially in the beginning. Oh, yeah. That they deserved each other 100%. Mm -hmm. Like, they were just the worst of the Mm -hmm. worst. But then, you know, like we said, you know, Wubin's character really did develop so much more than any other character in that show. So by the end, I didn't see them ever like being anything because nope. she stayed the she same. stayed that petty angry yeah like listen people lovers have been scorned before you after you and like right. you know at the same time you need to learn when to take the l right. and she just refused she yeah. outright refused after he straight up said to her 
I don't love you. I'm, I I like this girl. Yeah. He like he didn't pick her up at the airport. Bro, because it was there was so hot. many things he didn't do. Like, yeah, he didn't pick her up at the airport because it was too hot and he didn't feel like it. Like he didn't take her on a date for their anniversary of their their engagement. He didn't, you know, he did nothing for her. And nothing. Yet she was like obsessed with no, him. She caught feelings hard. Yeah, and, and I'm like sitting there going, but why? Yeah. And that was another thing, you know, add to like the toxicity of 2013 of. <laughs> chasing somebody you know doesn't want you right and treats you like dirt but no 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 no. he one day will love me he'll love me and he'll like you know chain and no it's not gonna happen he doesn't like you just move on yeah and he was like you're the one who's breaking the rules by catching feelings and we have we have an agreement it's a marriage of convenience why you catching feelings that's against the rules and she was like i don't care i just i want you and that's that like yeah yeah, and then Rachel like, was her, a problem. <laughs> Rachel was such, and then her logic of, well, if I end the engagement, he'll want to be with me. Delusional. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Where do you even put that together? Like, what? Mm-mm, I just mm-mm. know that so was wrong. so. Yeah, like. Again, in 2013, I can, it makes sense because, yes, <laughs> that is what somebody would do. Like, right. I can guarantee you that is very much any other show you watch would have <laughs> very similar characters and everything like that with that same mindset <sighs> so of surprising. if I make them hate me, right. they'll love me. They'll come to me. They'll come around. Yeah. Yeah. And it just like it was not that. And then are you I think. Smoking? <laughs> yeah yeah and then you know their whole family dynamic thing oh. both both like i think they're both um wubin and um i keep like i guess i should call him yongdu and oh yeah rachel yongdu and rachel um, yeah yeah they you know their parents were just as shitty as oh my god the they parents. were just horrible. They were Horrendous. horrible people. They were, yeah, they were, I think they were also a marriage of convenience. They were oh, yeah, not, absolutely. They, they were in never in, you know, anything. And she, like, it was loved, a business um, yeah, she loved the, uh, the other, chief secretary. The, so, the chief secretary. Let's talk about this because I think this was a giant missed opportunity in the show is that the mom, Rachel's mom, had mm-hmm. some sort of history with the chief secretary. Like they were each other's first love or something. It didn't work out mm-hmm. crash and burn. And then she became a cold hearted money grabbing bitch. Evidently started her own biz, which fine. Great. Love that for her entrepreneur. But then she mm-hmm. started getting, she was going to get married to like an abusive, a wildly macho man just for business. Yeah. Just. And he was a man whore man whore like, as well and then she got offended that he was a man whore and you're like i'm like you what do you want what do you want out of yeah. this like, what are you expecting you want loyalty you ex- actually yeah like, like, so i was very taken aback by her but the relationship that she could have had with the chief secretary ugh, could have been I, so yeah, juicy it would, because yes they had that scene where that he like um, oh my god where he just like kisses her bro in the, bro even so, i was like i was like i was like what Am in I? the cage? What? This actually, yes. So she's engaged. They had this really tense um, conversation with her fiance, and then the chief secretary is there, and the Hyung is there. Um, mm-hmm. Kim Tan's brother is there too. 
And one minute, you know, he's he's uh, the chief secretary is getting an earful from the machismo fiance who's being extremely rude. The chief secretary gets up and talks on the phone with his son. He's like, yeah, I'm going to be home late. Don't worry. Wait up for me. It's fine. Then boom, like he turns around and like plants one on her in this hallway out Ugh. of nowhere. And yep. it's this steamy makeout session in public here in this what hotel, I guess. Yeah. I was so taken aback. I was completely mm-hmm. surprised. My wig was snatched. That was one of those moments where I was like, I do not remember this at all. At all. I was very, show. I was like, oh, in a drama. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, I didn't see the PG-13 was... on this, but mm-hmm. okay. All right. A very missed opportunity because they never showed really back on that. It really was because they, yeah, they never they really don't come it back again. To that. They just... They just like showed that like I think in a future episode, um uh Kim Tan's mother has the photo yes. of them. That's Which, the only <laughs> time it's ever really circled back on. Right, right. Because they never like she's waiting for him to call her mm-hmm. and he's like, This isn't a good idea. I'm not gonna give you my number. If you really want my number, you'll figure it out. And then she mm-hmm. does like figure it out and calls him but like they don't develop anything it doesn't become this like saucy side plot that you want it to be especially with that like episode six like boom Mm -hmm. makeout session no other character gets that not even the main couple gets such a like intense scene Mm -hmm. where it's i'm just like why why put that in there like it was yeah yeah it yeah. was, it was, yeah, I think they expected to make it more and then ended up just going, you know what, we got other things yeah. to deal with that we have to address that this is just going to. No, we have more like stalking and more. Stalking, crying. We, crying, crying, wallowing, self-loathing. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Loved those parts. Love. There was, it. I remember there was one part where I just, I had to sit there and just go. Why are they crying? What was staring the at each other? Wh- which part was that? <laughs> yeah, I know there were so many. It was. I want to say he had Kim Tan had just been like kicked out of his house, and he goes to see her at the coffee shop. Yes. I think so. That's... He just he imploded the engagement, and he said the truth that his mother was a yes. mistress. Oh, and he dragged yes, his mom. He, told, yes. he dragged his mom mm-hmm. out of the room. And everyone's yes. like, how could you do that? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it like, you know, obviously he doesn't really understand that it's giant, a giant deal. And yeah, uh, I think his dad slaps him. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And then he goes back to the coffee shop because yeah. he went to the coffee shop before this whole thing went down. Then he went home, did some shit and then went back to the coffee shop afterward and he just shows up and why is he crying with like his mouth open yeah and they're just staring at each other they're just staring and and she starts crying too and then she starts crying and i'm like why are you crying crying? no words have been said what is happening i yeah it was like i just and i think that's how the episode ended and then like it came back like the next episode and they're still just crying they're still there and like nothing has been explained and you're just like somebody explain why they're crying to each other i 
I guess you there just were a read lot the of those scenes, on it, though. But no, yeah. so many of those scenes. You're absolutely mm. right. Where there's no reason why she should be sympathy crying. Mm-mm. Such a weak character. Such a weak character yeah, for Chong yeah. Sun. I just again that Parchene got always got those characters. I, I like really just could never get behind her acting because mm. I always, even when I hadn't watched the show, I had seen clips and stuff of it. Yeah. And I went, this is what I saw from her in Boy, uh, Flower Boy Next Door. This is what I saw from her uh-huh. in, like, you know, all these other shows that I've watched. Right, her I'm like, right. Like, this. no hate to Pakshine, but I just don't really understand how she made it. I don't know. I, you know, I think it, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. She's don't very she beautiful. Is... She's very beautiful. Oh, yeah, and I think I think, you know, that might have been her selling point. And they right. said, well, can you cry? And then they said, yep, okay, you're in the airs now. <laughs> they said, like, uh, yeah, and, you know, I, I just, it's very frustrating to watch most of her dramas. Um, like, again, I think she works better maybe in smaller doses, and that's why I like her movies The better. movies, yeah, yeah, I agree. But, like, st- first of all, why was this show 20 episodes? Oh, God, it was such a struggle. It was why? a struggle. Was it 20 yeah. episodes? It could have easily been 16 Nowadays, Easily. 12, 10, mm-hmm. maybe, mm-hmm. Um, just to tighten it up so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Kick out a lot episode. of those plot points that were like unnecessary. Like, oh my um, God. what's his name? Um, the kid and his tutor. Oh my God. Kang Hanul and his tutor. Yeah. That and he had his a crush tutor. On. But also, <laughs> like, she was, was with uh, the with uh, the brother. brother. Bro- yes. Yes. Like, <laughs> oh, what? my God. The, oh, my love God. Love triangle on love triangle. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I never liked Trig. And then, anyway. and then like, I, <laughs> I know you had brought it up, but, like, I, I did not understand the animosity between Kim Tan and Kim uh, uh, I know his name was Juan. His first name was Juan. It, young, wait. No, Kim Juan. It was yeah, Kim yeah, Wan. yeah, yeah. The brother, yeah. Kim Juan. So it's yeah. Kim Tan and Kim Juan. Yeah, they're brothers, and they have to have similar names. So, yes, this, anyway. yes. I so yeah. I just <laughs> couldn't understand the animosity he had. Like so, I don't get it either. I, <laughs> like no, um, it like. It was cruel. It was cruel. It was. It was cruel. And, like, I get him. Like, I, to an extent, I understood, you know, he was worried about the business and, like, you know, losing whatever shares. But from, like, everything that they said about Kim Tan, like, it didn't make sense that he would become the CEO or take kim wan's right space mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. why and he even said i don't want it he yeah. said it countless times i don't want it it's yours it's not what i want to do mm-hmm. and yet he still was like nah dude i hate you like go to california like i don't want to see you i don't want it like you are not my brother and it's like what what and then like illogical the like, it was illogical they, it was so illogical and then like you know Whoever dropped the bomb about um, Kim Tan being the mistress's um, son and not yeah. his actual whatever. 
And then they're like, okay, that's the perfect time to give him all of the shares so that he can now actually be the CEO, like, highest shareholder, whatever. What? The mania around the the, fucking shares. Okay, so... Let's break this down really fast because yeah. I let I think you're touching on just like the family dynamics of Kim mm-hmm. Tan's family, which for some reason their dad, we'll call him Chairman Dad, yeah, wants his sons to fight for control over the company because that's mm-hmm. what he did. Evidently, yep. he was yep. wheeling and dealing. And chopping off heads in his younger days to gain control over this conglomerate, which, fine. So, (laughs) he believes that his sons should do the same. And he sort of bred this animosity into both of them. Mm -hmm. However, Kim Wan, the older brother, was really keen on just hating the the younger brother ever since they were children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because he just felt like... The dad owed it to him to uh, negate him, to negate the younger mm-hmm. brother, like Kim Tan. Out of, I don't know what, like, for what does he owe that to his older son to not give any affection to the younger son? I don't know. Yeah. I Again, it's not really told that Explained. well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At all. You get this weird flashback before the dad has an aneurysm. Right. Uh, Where he feels sort of guilty for not giving any affection to Kim Tan. I guess it was because the first wife died and that was Kim Won's mom. And then the dad had this really stupid time, I guess, where he thought, oh, yeah, I'll get married to this lady. We won't have any kids. And then I'll just have a mistress on the side and have a child with the mistress. And bring her into our home and have her live with us. And have her not be able to leave said home because we don't want people to find out. So she's basically a prisoner in the home. In the mansion. Like, what? So I think the the uh, problem is that the chairman dad is a robot. Like, he's not a human because he has no, no, feels no compassion. Nothing. Nothing. No love. Nothing toward his sons, especially Kim Tan, because, of course, Kim Tan is the one stirring the pot throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Kim Won ends up, like, softening towards Kim Tan toward the end, and they team up, and it ends up being, like, them against the dad. And then the dad, mm-hmm. like, this is, I feel like this is bad writing, because then the dad, instead of them squaring off against the dad for real, right, in the final episodes, because mm-hmm. he's been such an antagonist toward yes. both of mm-hmm. them throughout the whole of the show, they mm-hmm. just make the chairman dad have an aneurysm. They take him off the playing board completely. And the boys have to team up to save the dad's spot as mm-hmm. chairman of his own company. So yep. I'm like, where is it? Like, why? Yeah. Why is this the yeah. thing now? Yeah. And it truly kind of felt like a saguk drama to me. Like, especially toward the latter episodes where you have like the bones of a saguk. You have the main couple like... You, they meet under strange circumstances outside of the palace, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Then drama, 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 angst, pain, second male lead, second female lead, love triangle, love rectangle, mm-hmm. angst, pain, breakup, reunion, and then bam, political machinations that had been on the fringes of the show really amp up and mm-hmm. someone stages a coup. Like that's what happens. The wife stages yeah. a coup. 
And exactly. I'm like, that is basically a saga, like the recipe for a saga yep. yep. And that's what happens in heirs, right? And it's no coincidence that they're talking about like heirs and the throne and all of this course. like shit, right? That yeah. is very yeah. reminiscent of they think they're royalty. They think this is mm-hmm. their little kingdom. And, you know, what are they going to do? This is a power play that's happening in in the background for most of the show and then in the end episodes it becomes like the main thing yeah so it's annoying it's i think it's it was bad. a cop-out it is a cop-out absolutely mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. because you want the chairman dad to get some sort of come up and you want him to get yep. absolutely or you want him to genuinely sort of feel empathy or sympathy yes for and realize children. what he did yeah what he did he ruined their li- actively ruined their lives exactly ruined the lives of both of his the women in his life who are mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes like the mistress mom is taking care of him he's like not working and he's, he's basically retired because of his health and she's yeah. living with him and you know yeah. caring for him and being there for him and he looks down on her. He thinks she's lesser. He doesn't want anyone to know that, you know, that Kintan was born out of wedlock, that he's the son of a mistress. And I'm like, you did that. Like, it's all him. And he doesn't yeah. he doesn't realize that he's the freaking issue. Yeah, he's the problem. He's, yes. And he starts blaming the mom at the end of the show. He's like, it's because yeah. of your low class blood that like Kintan like turned out this way and this whole thing happened. I'm like, yeah, like how can you say when such he went things? off? I know when he when he said that to her, I was like, if you don't leave him Ugh. right now, oh my god, Ugh. I yeah, I hated it. And he was like, and you know, like there's always going to be characters you absolutely hate, and I yeah. didn't want him. Honestly, I didn't want him to ever get redeemed. Right. I would have loved for them to get that comeuppance. I would uh-huh. have loved for them to take him down and say, hey, look, you don't need to fight family uh-huh. to, to make your life successful. Uh-huh. Family helps you be successful. Right. And you can right. suck it. Yeah. And like th- like you said, they didn't get to do that. No, it comes and so close, it though. It made me so angry. They get so close. So angry. Because mm-hmm. the mom ends up leaving him. Mm-hmm. he's home alone Kim Tan is like you're not I'm not we're not related yeah. anymore mm-hmm. uh Deuce is out and the old man is left in that giant mansion by himself yeah the brothers have reconciled like they're now like on pretty good terms mm-hmm. and I'm like okay great like he's gonna live with regret or something that he pushed everyone away and he was like dead wrong and everything his entire mentality the way he lived his life and instead he just like heals over and he's in a coma for like three episodes or something yeah and they have to rally around the old man to like stave off the coup and i'm like this is so wrong like you had just let first of all just let him die like i wish he just die and they'd have to deal with the fallout of that Mm -hmm. versus he's in a coma and he he may or may not you know get out come back yeah come back out Mm -hmm. of the oh my god Yeah. I'm Frustrating. With you on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. <laughs> yeah, a lot of my notes are about Rachel because I just yeah, say everyone was... is so annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally everyone yeah. is so annoying. Oh, and then um 
the kid, um, I'm looking at the thing, um, <laughs> Myung Soo by the oh. kid uh, Park Hyun Sik. Yeah, Park Hyun Sik, yeah. <laughs> His character was so <laughs> stupid. But, like, the best comedic relief of that entire show. Like, when he camps out oh, yeah. because um, Kim Tan and um, Chaun Song are, like, in his yeah. thing. And Kim Tan changes the password. And when they come out, he's just there with his camera. The camera. Like, what? <laughs> I was dying. I was dying. And then when they had him be the DJ at um, oh, Bona oh. and um, <laughs> Cha Young's... Um, like getting back together party. party. Yes, I can't. First of all, who has a getting back together party? Like it's so extra. And then it gets and then it gets ruined because Rachel pulled a Rachel and like oh, it was God, just, Rachel. Oh my god. It was just, uh he was probably my favorite character simply yeah. because of that. Because he was yeah. just so he was literally there just for the comedic relief of that entire <laughs> show. And I absolutely loved it. I agree absolutely completely. Loved it. Agree completely. Um, yep. I think what frustrated me about um, looking at my notes, and this is terrible. Like, you know, you have this female lead who's tired of living life, right? She's tired of mm-hmm. like hustling. Mm-hmm. And yeah. She has this moment in episode seven where, again, outside of where she works, he's bothering her at work. And she says, like, Kim Time keeps making her uncomfortable. She just wants to be left alone so she can graduate and live a better life once she's legally an adult. But she keeps feeling trapped. So she says this really stupid line. I don't know how Kim Eun-suk wrote this. She says, I'm really lost about what I should do right now. Which... I don't like it when like women characters are like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think she knows we're what the to ones do. Who always. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There, who said that? Somebody had a great quote I, about yes, that. Where... Yes. I think it was. Oh, my God. Reese Witherspoon. I think it was. Yeah. Who it said was, something yeah, along where she these said, lines. Yeah. yeah. Like women. Women always never, know what to do. Yeah. Women would never ask what a to man. do. A man. Well, I don't a know man what to do. asks, and a woman has the solution. And yes. it's funny because it actually, now that I think about it, in my <laughs> in my book that I just came out with, yeah. he goes, he goes, like, what do we do? And she's like, funny you ask. And she pulls out like a whole plan <laughs> of right. what they can do to to make this solution, like to solve right. the problem. You're telling and me she's like, been wallowing and hasn't come up with any solutions. A whatsoever. single plan, a single plan, a single come thing. On. So then he answers her because she's like amusing. I, I don't really, I'm really lost about what I should do. And he says, "This is terrible. <laughs> like this is such a red flag." He says, "Do you want me to tell you? Get out of my house tomorrow. Will that be hard? Do you want to continue going to school?" Then I want you to start liking me and be sincere while you're at it. I like you. (laughs) Direct quote. Direct quote. This is romance? Yeah, apparently. And and they were all like that back then. If you think about it, they were all like that back then where the man said, you like me. Yeah. Yeah. What? Nothing no, like no, a no. confession. No, no, no. That's not how this works. That, that's no. not how this works. There is such a... 
There's nothing like a confession with the threat of him throwing her out of the house if she doesn't right? accept. Right. Yeah. But then when Young Do, it went Young Do or Do. Um, do. do. Yeah. Do. Pretty sure. When yeah. he confesses, oh. it's an actual confession. Yes. And I'm sitting there going, "You're telling me he doesn't get the girl? <laughs> like what? <laughs> what? Like he straight up like explains to her how." She's, like, changed his perspective of everything that he thinks and, like, how he's made these changes and he will continue make changes to get her to like him because he likes her so much. Yeah. And yet she goes to the guy who says that to her. Who says that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She changes changes Young, though, so much that he ends up going to apologize to that guy that he bullied so hard that he left the school. He sincerely apologizes to him. And, I mean, that's a giant moment of growth. Like, Kim Tan doesn't have a moment like that where he's like, Nope. Nope. I did some wrong. Well, he does, actually, because uh, I think he bullied that guy first. And then in the school, he was like stopping. He, he apologized. Apologized. He was like, "Look, yeah, he does apologize you back to him." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Look, I'm sorry," but you know, he's already there at the beginning of the show. This starts, and he's already in that place, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's like, "I know mm-hmm. I was bullied. I know I started the system. I, you know, I was wrong, but and I, I don't want this. I don't yeah, want this exactly. anymore." Yeah, yeah. <sighs> but yeah, but the he first makes, kiss he... on the. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. But he no, but he makes all these dumb decisions, oh. and I the only reason the only reason I'll give him that he makes said dumb decisions is because he's a teenager. I had like, to keep playing a teenager. And, yeah, yeah, because like I know when I was a teenager, I made I made some <laughs> very poor decisions. M- meanwhile, mine didn't cost my family millions and billions of dollars, <laughs> but like right. very much. I definitely made poor decisions. So like I had to, like you said, I had to keep, I had to keep reminding myself that they're in high school right? and they're going to make these mistakes. Stupid decisions. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. What's a stupid decision? The first kiss up on the rooftop. Did you, did you have any? Oh. <laughs> so she's been through a very stressful, scary few minutes eating with Yongdo because he's mm-hmm. in the middle of like bullying her. Not bullying her. He's trying not to bully her, but he's so aggressive and intimidating that she's scared shitless. And Mm -hmm. he makes her sit in the hot seat at lunch. She thinks that he's bullying her. He's not. He's trying to woo her. Go figure. Yeah. And the boys clash. Um, Kim Tan screams for her to get up because he like disrupts the whole lunch that they're having. Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. she, Yongdo trips her like he was on purpose, mm-hmm. and you know she breaks up this fight that's about to happen by saying like like take me out of here. <laughs> so Kim Tan yeah. takes her yeah. to the rooftop. Yeah, she's crying on the roof, and decides in a frighteningly lack of sense at all to answer Yongdo's call because he calls her on her cell phone. Yeah, and she's like. In a frenzy, she's like, well, he knows the truth. I'm not a parvenu. Yeah. I'm a poor person. And, you know, to stop her from answering the phone, Kim Tan just aggressively kisses her on the rooftop. Yep. Yeah. That. I have to say, I didn't like any of their kisses. Oh, my God. Same. The uh, only one. I didn't. The only one that I was like, you know what? This is 
passable. And it was the storage room kiss in episode See, that's 16. my least favorite. Really? Oh my God. Because, <laughs> that one because uh, <clears throat> I think it was like his hand placement that he like grabbed her chin or something. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh. So, but it perce- directly proceeded by him aggressively and desperately telling her not to do as he says, to wait when exactly. he says, to go when he says. And he confiscates her passport. Like, it's like... Oh God! Yeah, the red flags. So many red flags. So many red flags. I think the one, the only, the the kiss I liked it. It was when he he pecks her like twice. I can't remember in what scene, but she like because she keeps talking, and he's like, "Why don't you (laughs) shut up? If you don't shut up, I'm gonna kiss you." Yeah. And then yeah. he like pecks her twice, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's yes, what you're referring because to. Because she kept talking. She kept talking. I thought that one was, yeah. I thought that one was cute because I was like, okay, that's like, uh, I, it's a little okay. playful. It's but enough. even so, like, my guy. My guy <laughs> <laughs> did not know a good moment at all to, to, to no. kiss at all. No. At all. It was no. always like forced. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Man. Just, yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, the reunion party though for the friends getting back together. Rachel, uh, not mm-hmm. Rachel. You you know who I'm talking about. The her BFF and uh, Crystal, Crystal's character. Oh, um, um, I'm looking. They yeah, had broken yeah, up so? and then they get. Yes, yes. Because yeah. she was the daughter of the, the yes. woman. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So. Um, Rachel does a Rachel and it's like this whole trap to get her mm-hmm. to reveal that she's poor. Kim Tan yeah. shows up, flips the drinks over that she brought from her job and pulls her out of the party. And yeah. she tells yeah. him like, I, I wanted to tell the truth. I'm not ashamed of being poor. I'm just really ashamed of the lie that, I, yeah. you know, you kind of forced me into this lie of saying I'm par- mm-hmm. I'm a parvenu. Mm-hmm. which first of all yes he did force her in like telling this lie and being like yeah she's a parvenu because he spoke on her behalf fine mm-hmm. second of mm-hmm. all a fucking course she's a f- ashamed of being poor yeah because she kept up with it yes she and kept up with the lie no one told her to write that her mom was a housewife on her intake form at school when she's really a housekeeper like that was like mm-hmm a case in yeah. point right there yeah she was like, literally ashamed. oh no she's like a, a housewife yeah and the teacher was like isn't she a housekeeper she's both oh yeah she's both like <laughs> kim town was nowhere near her and she was still lying yeah. about like mm-hmm. her mom mm-hmm. she's ashamed yeah yeah a hundred percent so 100%. i hated that all of us and she was like i'm not ashamed of being but bitch yes you are <laughs> just admit it just admit that you're ashamed of it, and yeah. I probably would have more respect for you right. for admitting that you were ashamed. Yeah, yeah. So, but now she's taking the bull uh, by the horns, which is fine. Um, but like, ultimately, I was just really frustrated throughout the show that Kim Tan is constantly taking away her agency, and she lets him. You know, he sways her, he badges her into lying for appearances in the name of survival. I put air quotes there. And he's always just yanking her around, pushing her, grabbing her, telling her what to do. Sit here, get up, mm-hmm. leave. Where are you? And it's super toxic. Yeah. It's so it toxic. It is. 
Um, it's insane how it's toxic insane. it was. And yet, yeah. like, like you said, when you watched it in 2013, it probably was like, oh, I was like, all right, like, it, you know, so romantic. So yeah, romantic. I wasn't, I wasn't was like, like, no, I wasn't swooning, but I was just like, all right, like, I just took it. Like, it wasn't, I wasn't questioning yeah. it. Yeah, right? like it's exactly. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but while today we question it. Today I'm like questioning hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But um, mm. he finally lets her sort of take the wheel here because they get back to they get back into the party. She gets replacement drinks, mm-hmm. and he watches her confess to being poor. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. So stupid. But anyway, and then he even stops her best friend from like interfering and this is actually a good part because he's they ask him like oh was kim tan also fooled did he also know that she was poor and all this stuff and he was like yeah i was fooled and like i paraphrase here but he says something like she acted all strong but look she's trembling implying that of course he knew Mm -hmm. that she was poor and like he knew that she was gonna like confess now nothing yeah nothing changed no so, but yeah. then they have this like really K drama moment. <laughs> they oh, dim the lights. <laughs> like, oh like, my a god, and the spotlight. On the- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, oh my god, oh my god. Oh, uh, he slowly like strips off her work apron, which is like, why is this so sensual? Actually, and then he puts on the corsage as if it's a fucking prom and he kisses yes. her on the forehead and i'm like what is my question on? was my question with those corsages was do they think americans have like Stop. these get together reunion parties <laughs> and we put corsages on and like celebrate people getting back Ooh. together <laughs> uh, no sorry it's not how that works yeah <laughs> so they've been watching too many they've been watching too many prom uh, oh my gosh. movies oh man so uh let's talk real fast about kang han character because okay he's the kid who like he's older i think he's a senior while they're sophomores mm-hmm. or something like that mm-hmm. and he has a very interesting subplot that i thought like he does they they didn't like they didn't build it enough. I don't nope. know. It was very juicy. Nope. Because he skipped. Never mind the whole like he has a crush on his tutor thing and like it doesn't yeah. work out. It's like mm-hmm. half baked, whatever. But he skips the CSAT, and his mom and dad are calmly but firmly suffocating and overbearing, and yes. they're choosing his future for him. And he's just expected to comply. And on top of all this. They've been talking back and forth in hushed tones about his suicide attempt, which the mom is like completely denying or dismissing ignores, entire, and ignores yeah. it. And it's nauseating to see mm-hmm. him at home with his mom and how like you're kind of worried for his character towards the end, especially oh, yeah. like right before he enlists. I'm like, they better not. He yeah. better not try to unalive himself again because uh, yeah you know i feel like he was put in a corner yeah he was oh, completely yeah. trapped and he was he was oh, and i remember God. in like the first episode you ever like saw him in what he like ran to the kid's bathroom i think it was uh yeah young young dude's bathroom yeah and at the, was, at the like, hotel like, yeah yeah and i'm like what the heck like what's 
what's going up on with here? him. Like yeah. you could, I could like clearly tell. And then like he he talks about how he doesn't eat. Yeah, he literally just lived on those like ginseng packets mm-hmm. and his pills. And then like you know he brings up the fact he like was hoarding his father's sleeping pills or something yes. like that. And you're sitting there, and the mom's just got this like almost crazy eyed like you're not yes. gonna I will make sure you don't make do anything yes. that I don't say you can do and I'm like this kid's story is <laughs> right. like insane and mm-hmm. I, I I almost wished they focused more on it mm-hmm. I wished we saw more of his his character and everything Absolutely. because I wanted to see I wanted to see like his struggle and I wanted to see him absolutely get past it and like survive it essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm sad we didn't really get to see it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the other, <laughs> this is just like a funny side note. They do this like group project, which comes to nothing. Um, and the boys end up at the coffee shop where Unsung yes. works. <laughs> and she goes, uh-huh. uh, woman says his ideal group project partners would be him mm-hmm. Sung, Susie and uh Hyuna which are like yep. Hyuna alone is like oh my god but he ends up star- co-starring with Susie and with Susie. uncontrollably fine mm-hmm. and I'm like oh my god <laughs> what a yeah. he he just he nailed that he knew yeah, his he future it. absolutely <laughs> yeah um the when Tan becomes the largest shareholder I don't want to talk about the shares like that much, but mm-hmm. like this is all while he's under house arrest. His dad, mm-hmm. the chairman dad, is such a royal asshole because he's actually pleased that Kim Tan feels isolated and that mm-hmm. he's lost his entire family. And yep. whatever budding relationship that he had with his brother was squashed with the shares. And he just says, like, that's the weight of the crown you bear. Yes! Oh, God, that freaking statement. Oh. God, if Mm. I don't have to hear that again... I know. I would would love it. I would love to never hear that again. I know. Ugh. Um... I think in episode 17, there was just a lot of wallowing because they break up. She moves to that seaside town. Very boys over Mm -hmm. flowers of her. And... It truly, it's like a you know, remake yes. of Boys Are Flowers. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And Tan goes to his brother and says, save Unsung from father and from me, homeschool, friends, and even the future she dreamed of. I ruined it all. I did my best to stay with her, but why is this the only way to protect her? Why does leaving have to be the solution? Which I'm like, again, if you just think through it a little longer, that's not the only solution. Mm-hmm. And... I love how he says, like, even the future she dreamed of. What was the future she dreamed of? She never knew. She had no dreams. She had no aspirations. She had no anything. Like, I didn't even see her draw a little doodle and say, I want to be an artist. Like, there was nothing to that girl. Nothing. Like, she was literally middle grade. She was 52nd in the class of 100. (laughs) Like, if she was, like, in the 100, if she was number one, I'd be like, okay, she's going to be, she's she's going to do do great things. She's 52nd. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like she was 52nd in the school. And when she filled out, uh, before she switched school, she filled out like one of those 
uh, questionnaires, like what are your preference schools mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. She had no schools listed. And what she wanted, like what was her dream? It said like to get a job. I'm like definition of a person, of a character with literally no goals, no ambitions, no personality. Nothing no ta- worth what is her rooting ta- She has for. no talent. Like sometimes nothing. they have like, oh, I like to do this. Like I'm creative in this way. Like she has yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Not a zip zero. Like they're, ugh. So yeah, he ruined her life. But like, what did she have going for her? What life did she really have? Yeah, she probably had a better life in that beach town than she had being in like the heirs' world. Ugh. Yeah. And then also, just side note, nothing like a crushing defeat from a tyrant dad to bring on some self-loathing because then he starts on like the self-destructive like nonsense that he did always always <laughs> he's always. like suddenly a nihilist <laughs> oh god <laughs> i can't oh I can't. god so they fit every like old literally. school k-drama trope literally. thing that you would roll your eyes at into this 20 episode show. i know absolutely I know. every single one yeah oh my gosh let me see um the mom leaving the chairman dad but he but then the chairman dad finds that absurd like he's like that's a that's absurd that you try to leave me that you you think you can leave me and he commandeers it he commandeers her freedom and like all his minions start packing her bags (laughs) i'm like oh my god yeah ridiculous um um i think i have just a few things left to talk about if that's okay so There's a reference to the movie The Housemaid in one of the earlier episodes. I don't know if you caught it. I don't know so, if I caught that. Because the mom, it, the the maid mom, mm-hmm. she finds she's doing cleaning the bathroom tub, squatting with like oh, her yes. legs exposed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a reference to The Housemaid, like that erotic thriller, which stars uh, Jeon Do-yeon from Crash Course and Romance, like, that's where people know yeah. her from now. Yeah. And Lee Jung-dae f- from Squid Game. So, that's why the <laughs> I mom... I definitely fo- didn't catch that reference. The mom walks in and is, like, freaked out that she sees the maid, uh, Chan Sung's mom, like, mm-hmm. in that position. She looks kind mm-hmm. of like, it's unusual, and her legs are out, and she's like, what? Why are you doing that? Because it's, it's from that I had movie. no... I never... Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. Um... Especially now that I kind of remember that movie better. I don't know if mm-hmm. I hadn't. I don't think I had watched it at that point. Yeah, I don't think I had watched it at that point. Mm. But now I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> now you get the reference. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. an adult. Actually, in, in a very adult reference. It's for the. Yeah. Not for the kids, I would say. <laughs> um, I have in my notes, they're always doing drastic things to each other and to Unsung just to prove a point. Like Yongdo pushes her into the pool. Just to say that that's what Kim Tan will be doing to her. Like, yep. he'll pretend yep. to have her and then just, like, let go. Just drop her. Yeah, just mm-hmm. drop her. Mm-hmm. And, she, I mean, she responds like, I already knew that. But, like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh, and that is this... one of, like, the most iconic scenes of that <laughs> that show. Because, like, that's, I think, one of the first scenes I think I ever saw of that show. Was him <gasps> dropping her into the water and then... Yeah. um Kim Tan coming out and kicking him going oh my foot slipped yeah yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. the forced proximity 
or skinship that she never gives consent for and she's visibly freaked out every time mm-hmm. it just gives me the ick now you know um yondo grabs her and pulls her in for like a side hug in front of kim tan which is like yep. they were on opposite sides of the crosswalk. the street where he somehow found her like <laughs> yeah <sighs> and he just says i want to see what lengths kim tan will go through for you what <laughs> logic bro logic (laughs) sorry 2013 Um, logic was i know unreal unreal rachel throws away her uniform into the trash and when she finds her school uniform she finally slaps rachel because rachel insults her mom Mm-hmm. And she's like, I can take any insult you throw at me, but don't insult my mom. And I'm like, that mm-hmm. oh. you know what? Like, she needs to actually apply that to herself to as well. Everything else, to yeah, everything literally. Else. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I mean, it took that much, but finally it, yeah. she slapped her. Mm-hmm. Episode fifteen, slap she deserved the slap she deserved twenty times over. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, chairman, <laughs> the chairman. Chairman Dad. Yeah, Chairman Dad. He wants her to break up with Kim Tan and chooses (laughs) this ultimatum that he gives her. Yes. Yes. I already know this ultimatum. He has two tickets on the table, two plane tickets. And he says, you know, you can go. The first option is you can go wherever you want. You break up with Kim Tan and you can go wherever you want be it the korean countryside or the uk or the us or france mm-hmm. wherever it doesn't matter or you get 15 more days with kim tan and you can like spend as much time with him as you want and then i get to choose wherever you're shipped off to and it won't be as nice as the us the uk or france and i was like first of all like this is not your child. Like, how can you tell an underage kid where the hell they should go and mm-hmm. ship them off to God knows where? And it's like, mm-hmm. what are the parental laws in this country? Is yes, yeah, it's someone else's child, and he's mm-hmm. just like, this is how it's gonna go. And I'm like, first of all, fuck you. Second yeah. of all, and thankfully she doesn't choose anything that he. Like, she doesn't choose any of the yeah. options. Um, they just go to live, like, wherever. She gets out of... Because she was, like, at the airport, and then they, like, did a switcheroo, and she ends up, like, not leaving the country. Yeah, it's really yeah. Weird. It's bizarre. It's... Oh, yeah. God. Um, weird. Weird. Yeah. Uh, we were talking earlier about Quintan's self-destructive kick, and mm. he comes home looking like Tyler Durden, like, straight up Fight Club. And the chairman dad says that his antics aren't cute anymore. And I was like, pause, 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 pause. You thought that him getting beat up every night and just completely losing his shit was cute initially? (laughs) You thought it was a... He's just in a silly, goofy mood. Right, right. Like What? (laughs) So... It's just so, and then Kim Tan yeah. sounds so whiny when he asks, begs his brother to send him to America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In that very same, like the next scene or something. Yeah. So it's like not. Why does Unsung want this guy? 
Like, I what? still, I pick, I pick Wubin. Like, Wubin, he had, like, yeah. He had so many red flags in the beginning, and he was, he's literally the definition of that, the memes of women who say, I can fix him. Yes. But she actually she does did. fix him. She actually fixed him. She did what we dream of doing. And she didn't choose him. I get so <laughs> flipping. Uh, I just get so angry at that like fact that like like you said, he literally becomes the best character. <laughs> he becomes the best right. character. Right. Uh, uh. You know, there's a really good moment between him and her mom. Because he goes, first of all, he's stalking her in the later episode when they're in the seaside town. Mm -hmm. But she's not at home. The mom sees him and she invites him inside and he cries because she made him a home cooked meal. Mm -hmm. And you do like feel a bit for him. Yeah, you do. Because he lost his mom. He has like no clue. She just up and ran away. Let's talk about this. Okay really fast and that we're not going to spend like 30 minutes on this but honestly like what the hell was his mom thinking she not only abandoned her child but she was in town yes she was there she was she was there she was there she could have easily got she knew where they lived she -hmm. knew where he went to school she knew everything and she did Uh, not reach out she didn't reach out and like Find him, reconcile with him. And take him away from that craphead dad. What the The reason she left. The reason she didn't leave because of him. She left because of the dad. Right. Right. She was escaping. Why why not take your son out of that? Why leave him there to essentially become a new version? Yeah. Like dad 2.0. Like why would you allow that as a mother? Yeah, and in the final episode, he finally plucks up the courage to go see her because she left a business card with the owner of the snack shop, mm-hmm. of all things. And he drops by, and she's like, I'm so sorry, I meant to like go see you. You've grown up so big and strong, and I'm so sorry. And I'm like, what kind of mother yeah. does she think she is? Because... Yeah. Honestly, wrong choice after wrong choice for that lady. Like, fine, you feel under pressure. You feel like you got to get out of Dodge or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she didn't go nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. She stayed. She stayed. She stayed. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're both, like, out of breath. Like, just I know. Because, so... uh, uh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like this line from Tan, and this is in episode 19, uh, I right after like they have the birthday press conference for Kim Tan mm-hmm. and he takes Kim Un Sang as his date, his hot date, and she's wearing red and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. He says to his dad, I want her a lot more than the life you're offering me. And I was like, I okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That is definitely a good quote. Yeah. Absolutely. So the last thing I want to talk about is the the older brother, the Hyung, mm-hmm. and his sudden engagement to this woman who's like, it's all again, another marriage of convenience, and his teacher on and off again, girl, like finds out via the media, she reads an online article and finds out he's engaged after he had told her time and time again, like, just wait for me, I'm going to come mm-hmm. back for you, we're going to do this. And 
she ends up like seeing him for the last time uses the giant wishbone to wish for a breakup from him which i i thought that was like a given but all right yeah yeah if your man's goes on a business trip and comes back and gives you a giant wishbone and is like you get to make a wish like they do this in the states whoever gets the bigger half of the bone gets to like get a wish or whatever granted what would you do like who gives a giant wishbone I somebody. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I did not understand that whole thing at all. Like, again, like they had all these random relationships <laughs> that they didn't like build or anything like uh-huh, that. Like uh-huh. they had them kind of start off and then you saw that he like ran to her house. You saw like all of this stuff. And then all of a sudden they just like fizzled and we right. didn't really hear or see anything. And all of a sudden it's the. She's the teacher, and he bumps into her there. And then um, she, and then again, just fizzles. Nothing, right. nothing, right. nothing, nothing. And all of a sudden, he's engaged. Like, you didn't have a relationship. You were not dating. You were nothing. Like, you were nothing in that entire thing. It didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense at all. No, no. I would have rather oh, her man. got with the kid. I would have rather her right? had gotten with him Student. because he actually cared and liked her for who she was. He didn't care where she came from, anything. Yeah. He just liked her. He had this really spicy moment with her where he... <gasps> the ramen? Her, the ramen! The ramen! I thought that was, like, so stupidly cute, but also, like, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Sir. Oh. <laughs> Oh, he goes and sniffs her breath because he had seen her eating the ramen. Ramen, yeah. He pushed back their study hour mm-hmm. by like 20 minutes or something. He's like, oh, I'm running late because he starts scarfing down the ramen yeah. at a nearby shop. And like, it's very thoughtful of him. But then at the, then at the same time, he tries to like put on the moose like, mm-hmm. when she comes. Mm-hmm. He's like, would you eat ramen? <laughs> and then <laughs> and he's he like... Goes- a uh, one yep, centimeter Robin. from her face. Yeah, <laughs> like oh my god, it, the yeah. moment, that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thoughts on the ending? Any thoughts on the uh, the final ending? <laughs> it ended. Like, it ended. It, like, I it felt just like ended. it. Yeah. It just like didn't. I don't. It, it literally. Know, it just ended. It didn't yeah. have this like great yeah. big enjoy enjoying like. Yeah, it just it ended. It was kind of like, okay, that's that's yeah. cool. That's cool. You 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 wrapped up what you needed to wrap up, and you left all the other things that you completely forgot just a few episodes back. So it was. <laughs> I um, I think it's really messy. I think it's for some reason the shot of them just like walking in the snow together stuck with me. Like that mm-hmm. visual of them holding hands and walking together i was like okay that's cool but it's very unclear like has time passed is this like just after graduation is this Mm -hmm. 10 years down the line like he was imagining yeah earlier like what is are they what is it married like what's the thing Mm -hmm. it's so unclear yeah yeah which i did not enjoy ambiguous ending i did not like no closure yeah no whatsoever it just ended yeah. It just ended. It's like, we're just going to endure and we're going to keep on going and we're just going to keep loving each other and that's it. Yep. <laughs> like, that was a voice. We'll hope for the best. Yeah. Let's hope it all works out for us. It's like, mm. what? Fine. What? Fine. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I think I have come to the end of my notes here for the airs. We had a lot to say. I had a lot of qualms with it. And ultimately, I think we kind of felt very similarly about Mm -hmm. the airs. And um, I hope this was a good experience for you talking through it. I had so much fun. Yeah. I had so much fun. I'd love to be on another one. So. Oh, great. Maybe I won't have you... um, Watch a Lehman Ho drama from 2013. Can I pick? Can I pick? Yes, absolutely. Pick the drama. Or, you know, if you uh, want to reach out to to Sammy on any of the socials and be like, I want you to review this. Like, tell us, tell her, follow Mm -hmm. her on all the socials. Where can we find you? I think you have a couple of different um, handles because of the podcast and your um, Korean from context stuff. Yeah. Yes. So, um... Instagram and TikTok are just at Korean from context. Twitter, I had to take out some letters. So oh. it is still Korean from context, but it's Korean F-R-M-C-N-T-X-T. Oh. Gotcha. Um, so all on there. You can go to my Instagram. I have a link to all of all of them. Yeah. Um, same with the BL buddies. So my... One of my best friends and I, we talk BLs from, you know, Korea, Thailand, Taiwan, Japan, all of that. We love yes. BL dramas. And um, we hopefully are going to have you on Absolutely. one of these days. <laughs> and um, you can find us on YouTube. Just it's called BL Buddies, a podcast, uh, Instagram, same thing. And yeah, that's where you, awesome. can, that's where you can find me. Thank you so much for coming on, Sammy. Until next time, that's been our show. I'm Jessica, and this has been the Debaki Rambles Podcast.